0: We've been looking at some questions on prayer and today we'll look at question number three uh, what should I pray for um, trivial things or greatest need and let's take a look at Philippians chapter four look at a few verses there verse six and seven Philippians four six and seven Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, You notice that prayer is associated with peace here. Prayer is associated with peace. And it's the pathway to peace is communicating with God and even more than just communicating it's relying and trusting in him so this passage is encouraging me to do that let's look at a few key phrases in this passage (coughs) and it answers this question this way all of our concerns whether big or small are to be expressed in prayer to God all our concerns whether big or small we can say should we just do the trivial things or should we just pray for the greatest needs well what's a concern to you? sometimes you know we just have that kind of life or that kind of day where we we, we, we trip over small things they, they just we just can't get past them it may seem small to someone else but it's something of a great concern to us and it may see, seem trivial um, but if it's, if it's something that is of a concern then we ought to bring it to the Lord in prayer <clears throat> he says it this way. Do not be anxious about anything. Now, he says the word anything. Do not be anxious about anything. So included it in that anything. Don't be anxious about trivial things. Don't be anxious about your greatest need. Don't be anxious. So he includes all of that in there. But I'm glad he doesn't just say stop worrying. He tells us how to stop worrying. He tells us how to live a life free, frame, free from anxiety. When I write that word. <laughs> anxious or anxiety. What, what, does, what does it make you think about? What are some of the thoughts that are similar to this and what are some of the things that are opposite of of? Anxious or anxiety, preoccupied. Okay, fretful, nervous, stressful. All right, worry. Um, What are some of the some of the words that will be opposite of that? (laughs) Chill. (laughs) Depressed will be with the anxious. Okay, same as. All right. What else? What's the opposite of of that? Carefree, peace, right? Chill, just cool. Um, No problems. Actually, no worries in our problems. So he says this. Do, Do not be anxious about anything. And then he says something else. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. So we're noticing this. I can write on here. Anything. Everything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. And so instead of anxious, he says what? Pray. Don't do this, but do this. Do not be anxious about I- ev- anything, but in everything, by prayer. In fact, he doesn't just say prayer. He, he lists it in a couple different ways. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. <clears throat> now, I guess we could kind of parse those out and, and, and have a thought for that. But one, one thing I, I notice is, is the difference between the prayer, supplication, and the thanksgiving. I know there's a, there's a distinction between those. So... You know, you could just say prayer is one thing and maybe supplication brings out some different nuance of prayer. But Thanksgiving has an altogether different tone to it. Prayer and supplications are kind of requests. Thanksgiving, though, is stated what's already been done for us and being thankful for it. So (coughs) Thanksgiving has a lot to do in our prayers and in in us shielding ourselves from anxious thought. So... With thanksgiving is a key phrase. And then he says this in the last phrase. Get my computer to turn back on. Let your request be made known to God. Take your request to God. And so he's guiding us through um, how we are to deal with um, everyday situations and our greatest needs. We're, we're not to be anxious about them, but we are to be in prayer. We are to, with that prayer at Thanksgiving, what, what do you suppose is the role of Thanksgiving in that? Why would he put that phrase in there? It's not just to decorate the page, but the thought of Thanksgiving, why is that included in here? So it's something that Thanksgiving does. Once we, once we start doing that, we start to see... Um, that which God has already provided, right? And we can, we can see the means for trusting him for more. Um, we, have a, we have a way as human beings to just get down, to lose hope. <coughs> and when we lose hope, <coughs> sometimes as a part of losing hope, we stop looking. We don't see any, anything else. Remember Peter um, walking on the sea and he began to sink and the Bible says something he noticed the waves around him and 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 and, uh, some good preachers that said he stopped looking at the hope was Jesus and started looking at his circumstances Thanksgiving um, forces us to look back to God and to reflect back on on who he is and what he's done so it's an important part of our prayer (coughs) you notice we give prayer requests, we also talk about answered prayer and things that we're thankful for. That, that's a, a, a biblical and scriptural formula um, that is worth following. So in everything, with thanksgiving. Now, with thanksgiving. If you didn't say, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, it would just sound like um, a, a pity party. It would just sound like a complaint session that we're complaining to God. But when we have thanksgiving to it it keeps us away from just that that complaint just that uh, look at what's messed up in my life god why don't you fix it Uh, it keeps us from 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 that that thinking notice the result of it at the end of the verse it's going to be verse seven and the peace of god and the peace of god so he includes he says Peace doesn't just come on its own. Peace comes at a res- as a result of taking both our trivial concerns and our greatest needs and voicing them to God. I'm doing a, um, a study as I want to just begin to go through the Psalms. Psalms says so much about prayer, it doesn't just teach you, it shows you. It's a prayer book. It's a prayer book all over. I couldn't even begin to just enumerate because I I started on, you know, look at Psalm 1. It's okay there any prayer in there, but look at Psalm 2. Why do the the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Um, Kiss the son lest he be angry. It's saying, (laughs) you better honor God. And then in Psalm 3, you know, talks about crying to the Lord. And all the psalms are are just full of crying out to God. And it's an example for us to say when you have uh, turmoil or whether it's just everyday living and the small things in life, you need to not be anxious but cry out to God. We need to pray. We need to make a practice of praying. And when we add thanksgiving to that, he says... This is what happens, verse 7. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, this is what happens. This, this is the result that happens as we begin to pray um, instead of worry, is that we relieve we're relieved of our fears, and it's an active way that we show our faith um, in God. We begin to practice it on a, on a daily basis. We begin to, to put it into practice in our daily lives. All right. Any, any comments, any questions on this, this answer? Should I pray for, what should I pray for, trivial or greatest needs? We'll be putting these all together. This is uh, number three on our list. And uh, next time we'll cover number four. Question? Yes. Comment? Mm-hmm. I find it very comforting to find the well. so it, well. right. um, it helps us in our faith that we can trust him and um, not just the big things but the small things the trivial things as well Um, and we have to to practice that we have to wake up in the morning and practice that because you know we're tempted to say well I don't got nothing big today I don't really have to pray (laughs) it's like saying you know it reminds me of the the little five six year old learning to ride the bike and uh, dad runs along and she starts pedaling 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 it gets faster okay dad I'm good you can let go I, I got it now. I got it now. And we kind of have the attitude with God. I got it now. I'm rolling downhill. Um, I really don't need your help. Thanks for the help. I'm, I'm on my own now. And the reality is in Christian life, we never need to be on our own. And God never left us on our own. All right. Saints
1: our meditation going to be continuing through the book of Hebrews. Yeah. Okay, Here you got to do our meditation without music today. All right. Meditation it turns the book of Hebrews turns at this part. And I love when books turn. almost every um, epistle book turns so if you read the book of Ephesians the book of Ephesians the first three chapters is all about talking about the goodness of God and what he does how he calls us what that means and then verse 1 of chapter 4 therefore right? what does it mean? what are we going to do about it? same thing in the Philippians you can see in maybe in chapter 2 Chapter three you start to see this transition of therefore what should we do now Colossians therefore what should we do right what should we do now that we know these things kind of reminds me of when Peter was preaching the man said please tell us what must we do to be saved and I think that's the kind of reaction we should have the gods where when we hear it when we hear in this fullness we should say to ourselves Lord what must we do now we are already saved so we don't have to ask that question Lord what must you do to be saved but maybe the question is Lord what must we do what are you requiring of us what is your will O Lord or as it says in another scripture it says here I am Lord to do your will as written of me in your book Right? Jesus says that what are we doing where are we looking for God's will and so we learn all these great things about jesus and now you get into verse 19 and i believe that this section is the biggest section of practical stuff in the book and it leads into chapter 11 12 and 13 so let's look at verse 19 he says therefore brothers since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of jesus by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh and since we have a great priest over the house of god let us draw near with true heart and full assurance of faith but our hearts sprinkle clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water that's the theme of the book Any time that you look at a book and you see all this doctrine and then there's a transition point that's the meaning of the book i believe that's where you get to the heart of the book and he said that therefore brothers what's the book written to is written to brothers right Ungodly people will not understand the book of Hebrews. Since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, since we now approach God, right? By the new and living way that He opened for us. It's new and living. In other words, He said, like I described in all those chapters I just went through, all the stuff that we saw in the Old Testament was the old and dead way. This is a new and living way way you see jesus said i am the way right didn't he say i am the way the truth and the life but the thing about it is he's the way he's also a living way he's still alive he's not dead it's not like a road right if you get on a road the road really doesn't convey you anywhere but jesus is more like when you go to six flags or when you go to disney world and the road moves too but jesus has a will right he's not just going in one direction he goes in the will that he desires to go so by a new and living way that he has opened for us through the curtain what is that curtain that curtain is the separation between God and man that existed throughout the law to protect man one of the biggest theme verses in the whole Old Testament is when the people said to Moses please don't let God talk to us lest we die and God said what the people said is good Right? You would never think that God somebody would say, yeah, let's not meet God anymore. And God would say, yeah, they're right. But that's what he says. He said, no, yeah, don't let them meet with me, unless they die. They're right about that. Because when God appears, and he appears in his fullness, we can't handle that. right? We as human beings, we cannot handle the full power of God. Because in the full power of God, there is the full wrath of God, too. And the thing that we know about God is that God does not play with sin whatsoever. God doesn't play with fakeness whatsoever. I can't imagine how church service would be if we had that big flaming ball of fire in the middle of the service and people was coming in. A lot of people wouldn't, right? A lot of people say, if God would appear right here, I would believe. I believe they would run. I believe they will run because that's the reaction that people normally have to God when they see him in his fullness they don't want to see him it's like stealing from somebody's car and you look around and there is a big old strong dude with you know biceps bigger than your waist standing behind you just looking at you oh no there he is open for us through the curtains. that is through his flesh Now, the thing about Jesus is while he does open us a curtain to God, he protects us fully from the wrath of God. Right. So we don't have that anticipation of wrath that other people do. And that's why we can approach God. Now, some Christians have mistaken this. And I truly believe that many have diminished the wrath of God. And part of that is because of grace. I believe that they've diminished the grace of God, the wrath of God, because they don't feel it. And you know what? For that degree that they do it for that reason, I praise God. Because it is his grace that allows us to stand before him and even pray. But to a degree, it's a shame because it diminishes the work that Jesus does. When you hear Joel Osteen, the thing that's a shame about him is not that he has all this positive speaking. It's because he has all this positive speaking for no reason. What are we being saved from, Joel Osteen, if we don't have a wrath of God to fear What are we afraid of if we don't have to turn from our sins? Why is it okay for you for Hillary Clinton to sit there in the front row and you to smile and think that's okay? And her to go back to her wicked deeds and you happy that she came to your church? I would not be happy. And when you look at many of these preachers, they don't have much difference between them and politicians because they don't convey the wrath of God. They don't preach through the stoning to come. Right? We look at the first martyr, Stephen. He preached, and the stones was flying. That's what preaching is meant to be. But we preach to God, the word of God, and say, hey, if you hate me, you hate me. But thus says the Lord. These ones, they want men to love them. And that's the exact opposite of conveying what God is. It says, since we have a great high priest over the house of God, isn't that what he spent all of chapters 9 and 10 talking about? then he says therefore right we start to get into the keys, and we can look at that on next week but it's going to say a whole bunch of let us let us for but do this because we have these great things so i praise god for that whenever you see god's word like that there is a crystallization point there's a meat point a heavy point where if you were to focus on all that If you miss anything in the book of Hebrews, don't miss verse 19 through 21. Because everything from the beginning flows to that part, and everything at the end flows from it. You gotta get that. Right? If you don't understand that, you ain't gonna get the rest of it. So praise God for His word. Right, the
2: faithful few today. Um do a real easy prayer request today um it's a prayer time i should say um we'll have two people pray um let's just pray for the the anniversary service coming up um we'll have one person pray just um praising god for t- giving us 25 years taking this church through a bunch of ups and downs and getting us to where we are today and then we have a lot to uh, praise him for that so who wants to pray for that You know, got that. And then the other one is just pray for the future of the church going forward now after this twenty five years. That God continues to use us, continues to do a mighty work through this, and continues to sustain this ministry. Who wants to pray for that? GGO get it. And I'll close it up. Lord, we just continue in prayer. We just lift up this ministry here. We just praise you so much for um, keeping this ministry for 25 years, um, keeping it intact, bringing us through trials, um, continuing to just bless this ministry, um, blessing it financially, blessing it with t- good teaching, blessing with good people, good believers as part of this body. We ask that you continue to just be with this ministry, continue to grow it, continue to use us in a mighty way, continue to use, a- use us according our mission and if the world's around for 25 more years that we'll be doing this ministry for 25 more years that you continue to just sustain this ministry and we know that you are a part of this and we know that we are a church that's grounded in your word and we're continuing to try to do your work and continuing to do what we what you have set us about to do we just continue to praise you and we thank you for this um, um, memorial service that we're having coming up this weekend and that we can have a time just sit together as a group and Um, Just reflect on all you've done with this ministry and um, all the people that have come, have gone, um, just the work you've done in the lives of the people in this church, um, the blessings that you've blessed them through this church. We ask that you continue to just be with this ministry here and henceforth. In your name we pray, amen.